0: All right, Rush is back for the final hour. Teddy Lehman here hanging out with Pierce today. Tyler's out on vacation. We've just been hanging out, studio, taking some texts. You guys have been all over at 651-3439. Um, I guess let's just dive right back into it. Of the guys we still have from last year, who you got to be the most improved on O and on D? Tyler Guyton, most improved on offense. Um He's going to be a right tackle, was not a starter last year, and has a chance because of the the physical traits that he has to perhaps be the best offensive lineman in the Big 12 and be a first-round pick. We'll see if he develops into that. Um, defensively, most improved. Hmm. I think – I think I would go with Justin Harrington. I think he's got a chance to – he's come a long way this spring in just uh, 10 practices or so, maybe 11, however many practices we've had. He's grabbed that cheetah spot. He's going to be your starting cheetah. Um, Fast, physical, you know, still working out some of the – the Kinks, as far as like, – he knows the defense. I'm not saying he doesn't know it, but he's you know still still working on being fluid in all of the adjustments, and well, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to be able to anticipate what's about to happen and know the adjustment you need to make before it happens so you're not reacting to it. There's like that lag time there is the difference between uh, good players and great players. And I I think he's he's come a really long way just in the spring. So I would say Tyler Guyton and Justin Harrington. Um, I mean maybe there's maybe there's some others, and we'll maybe we'll learn more as the spring game rolls around. Uh, hmm, perhaps a safety on a smoke that referee a few times. Oh, talking about uh, talking about Billy Bowman should have uh, ran through the referee to learn a lesson. Yeah, that happens from time to time. And if it's the most direct route, sometimes there's no other choice uh, but to do that. Um, I've asked a few times and never catch the answer. Define blue blood. Is Clemson a football blue blood now? Is Nebraska, is UCLA in basketball? I don't know. I don't think there's a definitive answer. I think this is kind of up to – up to – I, to a certain degree, open to interpretation, is Clemson in football? I I usually say, in order to be a true blue blood, you have to have won championships with multiple coaches, and you have to still remain relevant in the sport at the at the highest level. Um,
1: so Cle- you would take Nebraska out of that then.
0: Right now, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because they haven't won a championship since what ninety seven. It's been a minute. Twenty five plus years. Mm hmm. That's a long time to. And they haven't they haven't made a playoff.
1: That's what I was about to say. So how how long until OU falls out of that? Because they obviously OU isn't on the level of Nebraska, but it has been since two thousand. So, you know, where do you draw that line?
0: As long as they continue to have Heisman Trophy winners. Make playoffs. Oh, so they're making
1: the playoffs.
0: You know they won the Big Twelve like six straight years. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, like keeps you there, right? But if you slip from that, you know they haven't won the Big Twelve in two years now. Uh, haven't had a Heisman Trophy winner. Haven't made the playoffs since what nineteen. So you're starting to you're starting to distance yourself from it. And I, I, as long as Oklahoma is, is still thought of generally across the, the country as one of the best programs in college football, I think you're still there. But, you know, it doesn't take much to slip from that. Two, six, and seven seasons, and you could fall out of the circle pretty quick. So uh, I think we need to bounce back to, to protect that. Is UCLA in basketball? I don't know. Basketball is not really my world. It's way. It's I, I'll leave that up to the basketball fans to to discuss. It, Clemson right now is. I, I think they need to. I'm not saying they need to win another championship, but I think they need to. Like you need to be able to ride the roller coaster a little bit, right? Yeah, it's they just one gotta thing to do it for longer. Yeah, it's one thing to be on a high like Georgia right now, for example. Georgia's not a blue blood. Georgia is on an epic run right now. They're going to be trying to three-peat, which is, I don't know the when the last time that's been done or if it's ever been done. It's definitely not been done in the playoff era or the BCS era. Um, So, I—it's to have a high point and a wave, that can be done. But you need to be able to take a little bit of a downswing Regroup, have a couple of air quotes down years, like Clemson's had down years, but I think they're ten win seasons. Um, you need to be able to to, you know, survive a, a couple of ups and downs to show that you are a long term uh long term program. And Georgia hasn't done that. I think they will, but they haven't done it yet. So
1: I think a lot of the new recruiting era is going to benefit them a lot and keep them up there. Probably. It's one of those. It's almost like a cyclical cyclical situation of you win that first one, now everyone else wants to come, and then you know just kind of keeps rolling over into your your next recruiting classes, and then it kind of takes a while for you to drop off after you won that first yeah. Natty.
0: No, I agree. Um, let's see. Gosh, I got way behind on. Here's uh, here's a text from Guy. There, are ooh, I clicked the wrong one. There are for sh- there are for sure blue bloods, and no Clemson is not Bama, Ohio State, OU, USC. That's it. Case closed. I pretty much align with that. USC. It's been a while, but I think we all know and know the potential that's there. Um. No Notre Dame. Notre Dame has made the playoff. It's been a while since they've won a championship, but it's been a long time since they won a championship. Played in an outright national championship in 2012. Um,
1: it's harder to quantify them because, like you said, they don't have those conference championships. Right. They don't have the little things like that. So,
0: And The other argument that people are going to throw out there, not anyone around here, but Michigan and I'll tell you, Michigan. They look like they're gearing up for to do something special.
1: They've got, they've probably got the best running back room in the country. I don't know if it's even close, honestly, because they're just returning Blake Corum, who, I think, if he's not hurt, he's probably finishing top three in Heisman voting. Yeah. And then their backup, uh, what was his name? Donovan Edwards. Was that his name? Yeah. Uh I mean, he was insane after Blake. I mean, that's two starters that almost every team in college football would love to have.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, and they are like, they've added that where they've always been elite pretty much year in, year out is on the offensive and defensive lines. And this is a line of line of scrimmage sport. That's why they've, even whenever they haven't been able to get over the hump, they've, you know, because they haven't had the quarterback play or some of the skill position play, but they've been good enough on the offensive and defensive line to you know, still win 10 games and, you know, and, and be right there. But now that they're starting to get over the hump on the skill guys as well, they could challenge. I may pick Michigan to win a national championship this year. If, That's um, not crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. This says, uh, Ted, no one has a three-peat in college or the NFL. There you go. Yeah. Uh. Here's a question from Drew from Flower Mound. Does Stonger play with his hand in the ground? He needs to be our red zone threat. Yeah, he does. Uh, he'll play in line, tight end. They'll move the tight end some uh, behind the line of scrimmage, line up in kind of the h back position. Uh, he'll split out as a true slot and run plays from there. And yeah, I think he will be uh, a red zone target for sure. Dude, six six. He's gigantic.
1: He had some crazy, just go up and get him plays in his in his year yeah. at OU. I mean, he was he was a beast when it came to the red zone.
0: This is from Zane in Tulsa. Am I a blue blood on the text line? I'm not getting into this conversation, Zane, because... That's a slippery slope right it's there. It's a slippery slope. If we start talking about a Mount Rushmore of text line, like we're going to get ourselves into trouble there. Uh, I'm opting out of that conversation. Um, Let's see. This is more blue blood conversation. Here's a, from the 405. Will our corners play more aggressive this year at the line of scrimmage? I hate this question. It is you as a defense. Take, for example, Madden. A lot of people have some Madden experience, right? You you don't play the same defense every play. You don't play your corners in press every play. You don't play your corners in bail every Every play, uh, it's dependent on down and distance, it's dependent on personnel. How good's the wide receiver? There's so many factors. Nobody plays aggressive corners all the time, and nobody plays uh, aggressive corners none of the time. It is a mix, and a lot of it has to do with also with skill level. You don't want to put if corners are a weakness of your football team. You don't want aggressive corners. You need them playing off. So it's not a it's not a question that you can just say yes or no. I'll tell you this. There's going to be times when we play really aggressive with our corners and get up and bump and press. There's going to be other times when we play soft with our corners. Like, for example, we play a lot of cover three. And I don't know how many people know how cover three works, but It's three deep and four underneath. And you typically have a safety that is one of the four underneath, either is replaced to a flat or plays a hook. And you have a safety that's a deep third and two corners that are deep third players. So if you're playing cover three, which I would say 75% 75% of teams out there, cover three is probably going to be either their most run zone coverage or their second most run zone coverage. It's, it's Cover three is probably the most common call in all of football. Well, if you're running cover three and your corners are deep third players, they're not going to be playing aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Okay, They're bail players. They're, they're responsible for the deep third of the field. And there's a flat player that's responsible for the flat, right? And he's usually lined up uh, over the number two receiver, or sometimes even in the core, and has to get out to the flat as the routes develop and someone takes him to the flat. So that it's not just a, are our corners going to be aggressive or are they not? It's just not how defense is called or played. You've got a bunch of different calls that require all kinds of different Aggression levels out of your corners. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. Keep the text coming. 651 3439. Final hour rolls on. Rush is back. Final hour rolls on. Hanging out in studio today. 651 3439. Just really been uh, hanging out on the text line today. A bunch of good stuff coming in from you guys. 651 3439. Um, Got a bunch of blue blood talk there. I don't really like to engage in that. I don't – Oklahoma's in it. Don't really care outside of that. We better stay in it. That's I guess that's one thing I do care about. Teddy, uh, this is from Greg from Lawton. I'm an old-school guy, old-school defensive guy. Some of the best games are 6-3, to three, provided it's good D and not inept offense. I just want to see the defense have a solid day on assignments, tackling, and awareness in the spring game just need to be solid in the basics and work from there I agree um you know sometimes we we make too much of, of certain things I I am a I'm old school as well and usually the best defenses that I played on at all levels were the most simplistic. But it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation. The better you are, typically, the less you have to do. Right? So, you know, I, I so I, I always kind of go back and forth between should we be more simple? Or is it that we can't afford to be more simple? you know i don't know that's a that's a fine line to to kind of try and walk at the end of the day you've got to have guys lined up where they know what they're doing and are confident whenever they know what to do and are able to play fast and free and some defenses are able to uh you know have more on the ready list than others when i say ready list that's just the calls that you have on a typical week that are going to be up for the like you don't have every call in the playbook up on a given week versus an, versus an opponent. So I don't know. But yeah, I if if we can get lined up, tackle where well, um put pressure on the quarterback, compete for uh 50 balls, you no, know, I, I think we should be just fine. And I think there's a pretty good chance we get there. I think that like forget talent level defensively from a year ago with where we are now I think that we should just be on such a better level with adjustments at the secondary and linebacker position it should be hard not to play better than we did a year ago like even if we 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 have the same exact players who technically didn't get any better at tackling or anything. If we're just better at adjusting and getting lined up and and knowing where we fit in the defense, we should be better at that and be shocked if we're not.
1: Okay, you refer a lot to the defense struggling getting lined up properly. How much of a problem was that with last year's defense? Like how often was that happening per game?
0: Constantly.
1: Like give me give me like a like a handful of times a drive or
0: yeah, depending. Like, if you're telling me a ten-play drive, then, like, it's hard to put a number on it. But yeah, infrequently. And in, in some some things are more wrong than others. Often, because of an adjustment, we had a blitz called and the blitzer wouldn't blitz. Often we would have uh, a coverage called and a motion would change. It. Whenever I say get lined it is not easy to get lined up. No. It is uh, incredibly yeah. difficult, right? We would have a motion. Like any time a, a guy comes across the line of scrimmage and goes from one side to the other, it changes usually how – everyone fits the run. All the gaps are now go to different players. Like your defensive line stays in the same gap, but how the linebackers and and the safety that's active in the run game fit the run, it all changes with emotion. There's new players playing new gaps. And routinely we would have emotion or something would change the fit and we would have, you know, two guys are outside on the edge and there's no one playing the B gap and the running back is straight through the B gap and there's no one home. And what do you know, it's Billy Bowman or safety trying to make a tackle on a wide-open running back who's coming barreling downhill on him and hasn't slowed down at all. Right. And it it happened a lot. Um, so, and it happened a lot of times in critical moments where if we run the blitz, we win the game type of moments. So... I, stuff like that, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, we, from a mental aspect, we have to be better. And I think we will be better. Now, it's not going to be perfect. You know, you go to the NFL and, you know, guys that have been playing in the NFL for eight, ten years, when you see a, a new motion or a new shift or a new formation or whatever, there's going to be guys that line up wrong. It happens. But... We need it to happen way less than it did a year ago.
1: Do you think that could be a product of what you talked about earlier? The text line asked about uh kind of having that leader in the linebacker position. Do you think that could kinda of be a product of that? Like not really having a lot of veteran guys under the system?
0: Yeah, and last year I, I don't know we I wouldn't say that we necessarily didn't have a leader, but we didn't have we didn't have guys at the linebacker and safety level that were Confident enough in where they were supposed to be to start getting everyone else lined up, you know what I'm saying, yeah and that makes sense I think Bowman is there this year uh you know frankly, Key Lawrence has been a guy that's been really vocal getting people lined up and making adjustments
1: that was what uh, there was a text earlier I think we missed was asking about Key Lawrence and if you thought he had uh really improved a lot uh in this offseason, how you you thought he was coming along
0: yeah uh i I think so. I think so. I think you know, safety is really deep for us right now. Bowman, Peyton, Bowen, Key, Lawrence, Harrington can play safety. He's he's pretty much locked in on the cheater right now, but he can play safety. Uh, Pearson. So we're just, we got players.
1: I was thinking about this earlier. Do you know that's you know obviously it's a safety position, but do you know about you got an idea of what the corner situation is going to look like?
0: Yeah. Uh, Woody Washington, I think, is going to have one lockdown. and on the other one, I think you've got you got Jaden Davis, you've got Josiah Wagner, you've got Kendall Dolby, and let's see, there's a handful of other players that are mixed in. I think we got good depth at corner too. I like, I feel good about. I I think our secondary is is going to go from what feels like it's been the weakness of our entire defense over the last decade to where it probably could and should be the strength but it all works together if you can't get to the quarterback your secondary is going to look bad if you can't line up and play the call at linebacker your safeties are going to look bad in tackling right so it all works together and Hopefully, all of all of those things are better, and it helps our secondary be better. So, yeah. Kendall Dolby's good. Josiah Wagner has an early arrival at corner. He's made some plays now. I'm sure he's, because I'm not in the meeting rooms, I'm sure he's got a lot of mistakes that have piled up, right? But his his good plays are, um, they're, they're wow plays. Uh, here's, a, here's a good question. Um, where's the cold beer? Not sure. It should be should be available pretty much everywhere. That's from the five eight oh. Um <laughs> oh I know what he's saying. Yeah. So at the five o'clock hour, we usually play the um uh Pittman coach at Arkansas in an interview. I think it was like maybe on the field interview after a game. What the reporter asked him what his uh, drink of choice is tonight. And he goes, ha, you know, I, I like me some cold beer now. I'm not promoting it, but I like me some cold beer. It's pretty funny.
1: So I missed out on that one. Yeah, we missed That's that. That's my bad. Yeah, Everybody right. listening, I'll, I'll get it next time.
0: Yeah. Uh, with what you've seen at practice, can this team win the Big 12 or am I aiming too high when I look at this schedule and can't see more than one or two losses? Yeah, they. I think they win the Big 12.
1: I mean, talked about a long time ago with my older brother. Not that I, not that I condone any sports gambling on this on this radio show here, but as soon as the odds open up, um, it would not be the craziest thing to put a little little money on whatever OU is to win the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's probably it's probably the best odds you've had on it in a long maybe time. ever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's. It's not bad. Now, I think a lot of that's obviously going to depend on us. Can we stay healthy? Because we're thin at a lot of spots, man.
1: <laughs> like what, for example?
0: Backer? If, knock on wood, if Stutzman were to get hurt, like, we're not playing, we don't have anyone other than Stutzman, that's played any linebacker at all. Nobody. Canick's played like
1: a little five bit. snaps. Yeah.
0: Kobe McKenzie's played zero. Uh, backup behind Stutzman is Kip Lewis. He's played zero. Uh, now Shane Witter is. Um, He's getting healthy. I think he'll be back for the fall. He's been pretty limited in the spring. Uh, But he's played like 10 snaps. We don't have – there's nobody has played Yeah, that does not
1: sound good, I'm not going to lie. Right. It's not a great situation.
0: So we're thin at backer. We're already going to be starting someone at Mike who's never played any meaningful time at all. Um, Which, you know, that's a big risk, but you mitigate some of that by having a lot of experience out there around him. We're thin at uh, within a defensive line. We got bodies, but you know the the quality you know the quality degrades pretty quickly as as you lose some bodies there. Um, we're thin at tight end. Right now, we got Stogner. That's it. He is the only tight end that we have right now. Um, you know, I I think um, like we're thin at center. We're thin at the guard spots. As far as I mean, I think we got we got guys that can get in there and and you know block the right guy. But again, like the the level falls off pretty quickly if we if we lose anyone there. So yeah, well, I mean we've we've got we got spots where we're really thin. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left on a Friday. Stay tuned rush is back headed into the weekend a couple of segments left six five one three four three nine on the text line you got any big plans this weekend Pierce
1: I'm playing golf tomorrow that's my big plan really yeah and I'm not good at all I just I just been starting to learn but Uh, me and my friends who are also not good at golf are going together. So it'll be a fun time.
0: Not good. As in like, you're not good at bowling as you claim. Okay.
1: Okay. Hold on a second. I never said I wasn't good at bowling. I said I hadn't played in a while. Okay. First of all, I'm bad at golf. I'm really bad at golf.
0: All right. You're a baseball guy. So you probably have a huge slice. All right. No, no, it's the
1: exact opposite. I've got the craziest duck hook ever.
0: Huh? All right. That you can work with. Um, I've been looking and can't find that the spring game is on TV. ESPN Plus, I believe, is where it's going to be um, streaming. I know that's not the best, but I think that's where it is. Is that right?
1: I'm not sure 100%, but I will say if you're an OU fan and you're, you're pretty into sports and you're looking for a reason to get ESPN Plus, I think it's worth it. As an OU fan, you get – I mean, I've watched countless softball and baseball games on there. You get extra content in the off mm-hmm. season. It's it's one of those things that you don't like to pay for, but if you are really into that OU sports scene, yeah, I re- I think it's worth it.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, I've seen this text come across a couple of times. I saw it earlier, and this is another uh, text that's uh, referencing it from the nine one eight. Who is this commentating about Gabriel's first year with Levy that's not accurate at all? Okay, it's not accurate, but it's not as inaccurate as you think it is. Dylan Gabriel did play a year with Levy at Central Florida when Josh Heupel was at UCF, but... Not the same offense, very similar, not the same language at all with reference to the offense, and he had, was it one or two, two years in between in a different offense with different language and everything. So it's not like you just roll back into the same old offense that you had before. It's not the case. Um, there's plenty of differences and the language of it, Lebby has changed the entire language of the offense. It is not the same as what they had at UCF. And, you know, there was was plenty of other transition for Dylan Gabriel. So, yeah, it's not his first year with Lebby, but it is his first year with Lebby in this offense. In Lebby's offense. Now, Hypo... It was technically Heupel's offense that he ran at Central Florida. All right? Now, I don't know that Heupel was calling plays, or I don't know any of that. But it is not the same. The phrasing and wording language of the offense is different. So, yes, he has a previous relationship with Jeff Lebby, but he had not run this system with this language in two like ever uh, actually with the system and the language but and he hadn't been with Levy for for two years and learned an entirely different offense between then so like it's not just riding a bike for Dylan Gabriel in this offense regardless who cares last year is uh it is what it is. I expect Dylan Gabriel to have a, a much better season this year, assuming we stay healthy. Offensive line uh, continues to improve. I like what we've got in the running back room. I like what we've got so far at wide receiver. We'll see if if you know we can win one-on-ones, if we can separate. So I think there's a chance that we can be pretty vastly improved on offense. And I think I like, just – just the how smooth we operate how we manage drives manage the clock manage situational football don't shoot ourselves with with bad penalties in horrible situations having touchdowns called back i think that i think we should be a much more smooth efficient offense than we were a year ago at least that's the hope Maybe I'm asking for too much. I'll tell you this, though. While I think Dylan Gabriel is going to have a better year, and I said this yesterday with Tyler, I will not rule out Jackson Arnold at some point next year taking over as starting quarterback. Really? Low percentage. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm not ruling it out. It's not outlandish to say. He is he's a more talented player than Dylan Gabriel. He's got a lot of ground to make up as far as real world experience and you know, and, and just earning trust. Like it's hard to just throw a guy out there whenever you've got something that you know what it is, you know what you're gonna get. You know that he's going to be smart with the football. He's going to make the right play. You can win with Dylan Gabriel. So it's a high risk to just ditch that and throw someone else out there. Now, what I would see happening if this were to take place is handful of opportunities early that go really well, lots of production, continues to get a, a little bit of an increased role, and then, you know, who knows, maybe there's a – Maybe there's a rolling ankle and have to miss a second half, or who knows what it may be where he you know they they're forced to go to him for a series or two or something and he has some good production.
1: You could see something also like a very small limited role. If you remember uh a handful of years back in the Big Twelve Championship game, Chandler Morris mm-hmm was like the third string quarterback that year and scored a touchdown in that game in like red zone, yeah. the design play situation. So they could have Jackson Arnold because he is a very mobile quarterback. Yeah. I went and saw uh, his last playoff game at Denton Geyer. He reminds me a lot of the way Jalen Hurts ran. Yeah. Kind of like a bigger body, like not afraid of contact kind of situation. So I could see some like red zone situations where they yeah. want him out there instead and just kind of throw the defense off a little bit. Red
0: zone, short yardage. Put the defense in conflict a little bit. Why are they making this change? This must have something to do with the running game. So let's yeah. let's fortify what we're doing against the run, and you take a deep shot with him.
1: I was about to say, because he's got the deep ball. He does. I mean, he has a cannon. I was watching him in warm-ups, and he was making it look easy. He's got an
0: effortless it's, cannon. Yeah.
1: It's really impressive to watch.
0: So, yeah, and, and you know, I, I could see them building some things in there for him. It flourishes You get an expanded role, and then what do we do now, right? So, like I said, I think it's a low percentage chance, but I I would not rule it out. Typically, I would say, in this situation right now, I'd be saying it's just not going to happen. Too much of a risk, not going to happen. But, you know, the other thing is, let's be realistic about what this year is. I in my opinion, we're not a championship football team. Championship level football team. Can we win the Big 12? Sure. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about winning a national championship. Um, I don't think we're that level of football team right now. Next year could be a different story. All right? Now, we're going to have to... We're going to need defensive linemen to show up and uh, some things have to happen. But I... Do we? Do you want to throw Jackson Arnold to the Wolves as having never started or played a bunch of snaps, and then we're going to the SEC right out of the gate? Which I bet the second they're gonna they're gonna give us a big game like the second game of the year early against 100%. Georgia, against Alabama, yeah. something like that. Do you want that to be like his first big start, or you want him to do you want to ease him into that process some?
1: I mean. At that point, you just have to hope that he gets the reps that he needs in those non-conference games to start that yeah. year off. Just because, I mean, if they open you up with Alabama on the road as your first SEC game, well, they
0: usually do it as the second game of the year. So, like, if you go back and watch what they what they did with A um, and M and Missouri, it's it was you play a non-conference game and then before. Everyone else across That's the country right. gets yeah. into SEC or gets into conference play. They have an early, like, attention-grabber game.
1: Yeah, so you really got to make sure that that yeah. first – you have one game at that point, yeah, with Jackson Arnold getting real snaps. Not a great situation.
0: Yeah. But, you know, maybe in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter, right? If if he's the starter through spring, through fall camp, and by the time you get there he's your guy, maybe maybe it doesn't matter. But – I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I think he's a guy that this year, at a minimum, they're going to have some stuff for him in meaningful games, in big moments, fourth downs, red zone, as you mentioned. He's going to, I would imagine, he factors into this offense. And I'm looking forward to it. I'll say, yeah, Yeah. I'm 100% looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. All right, final segment of the week. We've made it. A couple of minutes left. Uh, you're playing golf. I've got a little league baseball tournament uh, Ooh, that going on. Exciting. A little coach pitch action. So that'll be my weekend. A lot of fun. It's really cool. Uh, when my wife signed my son up for T-ball several years ago. I was um, not looking forward to it, but I've loved it ever since. It's been great being able to hang out with the kiddo out there and watch him get better, watch his team get better and have fun. And it's been cool. So that's what I've got going on this weekend. I wonder, does the, do you know, does a football team have a scrimmage this weekend? They've been doing some on Saturday.
1: I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Well, next week's going to be the big, big week Um, spring game. We've got Kyler Murray statue unveiling at 1130. I guess they're going to do something as well Friday evening at the Omni in Oklahoma City. So that'll be wild. Uh, That's going to be a good time. Any idea what the pose is? No. Hmm. I know some people thought maybe his – little um, patented skip into the end zone that he had, but I don't know that that translates well to a statue. I think it's just going to be him drop back, stand in there in the pocket, you eyes downfield.
1: So? I think they would want him to be in kind of a running, at least a running, because that was what he he was, you know, he was a dual threat kind of guy. They yeah. might want to represent that maybe. I can't think of a specific moment though that that might be an obvious choice because I thought, I predicted the Baker Mayfield one. Like I knew, yeah. he was doing the, you know what I mean. He was doing the highs and pose. Like too, it was, that was too easy. Exactly. Right. I don't. I can't think of one, Kylie one that would like really make sense.
0: Yeah. The one that makes sense is his like, the skip that he did into the end zone all the time. But again, I don't know how you capture that. I, yeah, that's. In I don't know statue. how you would do it. Yeah. Um, you know, he had that famous run in the loss against Texas down the sideline, but. I don't know how you how you capture that one.
1: Especially when it lost, too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But I, when I think about Kyler playing quarterback at Oklahoma, I usually think about him standing in the pocket for 15 seconds without moving, just ball right there at the chest, eyes downfield. Um, really cool. That's going to be fun, though. And then uh, I hope, I think there's going to be a bunch of former players in town. Yeah. I'm playing in the alumni golf uh event Friday morning.
1: There you go. You know what you can do on Saturday morning too? What's that? You could tune into Game Day U. I'll be the oh, producer of that show. Oh, really? Yeah, Saturday morning. You guys watch uh watch Game Day U. I'll be the that's my final time producing that show.
0: How about that? What's the plan? What's gonna happen?
1: Well, we're breaking down. We've got a former OU football player, uh Reed, uh Reed Lindsey, I believe is okay, his last yeah. name. He's gonna be breaking down some segments and then we'll be talking about a lot of the newcomers. Um, what to expect a recap of last year's season just kind of get everybody up to speed for the spring game
0: where do they film that
1: uh we film it in Gaylord we have two studios in there really so we'll that's be, cool we're we'll filming it there
0: very cool stuff all right well good luck in your round of golf I'm gonna eat it more beers than than pars and birdies I'm sure which is, is gonna be fine have a good time with your friends and uh everyone else. Appreciate you guys. Killed it on the text line, as always. It a lot of fun. Uh, we, need to, we need Tyler out of town more often to where we can just uh, hammer out the text line. <laughs> Hear from everyone across the, uh, the state and across the country. Good stuff. You guys drive the show as always. We're just along for the ride. Let's all go have an ice-cold Pacifico.